Oh, hi, and welcome to episode three of A Sip of Positivity. I am your host, Leah Palmieri. Thank you so much for listening today. And I do just want to start by saying thank you to everyone who has sent such nice messages about this podcast being a bright spot in their day and helping them to feel a little bit calmer and a little bit happier, just a little bit more okay with everything. That is the reason why I started this. I need it for myself just to feel like there are some good things out there. And if you get that feeling, even for you know just a half an hour, then mission accomplished. And thank you so much for not only listening but enjoying and um, you know taking away again the positivity of it all. Last week, I gave a bunch of suggestions for things to do that were making me feel a little bit less crazy, a little bit less out of control, and I wanted to give suggestions that weren't dependent on money because I know a lot of us are trying to save as much as we can during this time, myself included. But if you are one of those people that's like, you know what, I'd rather just pay a little bit of money if it's going to make me feel a little bit better. I get that too. So I did want to share um, three things that I am grateful for that have been well worth the money that I've spent on them. And again, it's nothing crazy. Again, I'm not talking about $80 candles. (laughs) Um, But if that's what makes you happy, go for it. The first one that I want to give a shout out is Daily Harvest. You've probably heard of this or at least seen the ads on Instagram and it's probably my fault maybe. (laughs) Um, But it's one of my indulgences and I love it so much. It's a food delivery, like a subscription service, but it works for me because they have dope smoothies, like great smoothies. I love them. I usually have close to one a day. They're all like fruits and vegetables. They're very tasty. All you have to add is like a little bit of coconut water. Some of them have, you add like almond milk and stuff. I stay away from those because those are like some of the more unhealthy ones. I stay towards the like strictly fruits and vegetables, not really near the like chocolate and that kind of stuff, but hey, go for it. But yeah, just a little bit of coconut water. I actually put a little bit of regular water too. Mix it up and they're just delicious. I love the harvest bowls. They're like a great quick lunch. This is not at all sponsored by Daily Harvest. I wish it was. Um, But also I feel like I'm allowed to say that I call it healthy food for lazy people, (laughs) which is probably not a slogan that they would co-sign, but that's what it is. It's very easy. They have um, like flatbreads with like vegetables and stuff on them. And they're perfect for, you know, when you feel like you want to eat a whole pizza, but you're like, "Mm, that's probably not a great idea these kind of scratch that itch in a way that you will feel much better about yourself and your body will feel much better too. Don't get me started on their bites because those are probably actually unhealthy, but I do like those for a little treat because they have, you know, they're sweet and it feels like kind of like a healthy alternative to like cookies, basically. Everything comes frozen. Um, You can choose your plans and like how many you want. You can skip weeks. Like it's not like you have to get it every week. They just make everything so easy. And again, it's really tasty. And my freezer is completely packed with all things Daily Harvest. So if you want to try it and you haven't yet, DM me on Instagram or Twitter. I'll give you my referral code, which um, gets you $25 off your first order. And um, I think that's pretty cool. So yeah, if you haven't done Daily Harvest, I've told a lot of people about it, but um, if you haven't heard of it, check it out. And if you have any other questions about it, I will happily talk about it all the time because it's just made my life easier and tastier. Number two is Obey Fitness, O-B-E with an accent mark on it. Shout out to my friends, Nicole and Emily that turned me on to Obey early in quarantine. I love this. It's a fitness website that has 
basically every workout you could possibly imagine. I'm obsessed with cardio boxing. I've been doing so much cardio boxing. It gets all of my aggression out. You can do classes live or on demand, though I prefer on demand. And there's literally everything. There's yoga, there's sculpt, there's any kind of class that you can imagine. And you can do it all from home. You don't need a big space and you don't really need a ton of equipment. They do have ones that have weights and bands and that kind of stuff if you want to do it. There's also different lengths of classes, like 10 minutes, 45 minutes, anything in between. So that's good depending on how much time and energy you have. Honestly, the cost of this I've been doing quarterly. So for three months, it's about the same as it was costing me one month at my gym. And Obey has less germs because it's my apartment. So <laughs> it's very easy to do. I'm not like jumping around like crazy and disturbing neighbors. Um, it's not taking up a lot of space. I am fully drenched in a complete sweat by the end of it. So it's a great workout. I feel great. I love the instructors. They're all really fun and they seem very nice. And they're so like positive and motivational. I can't recommend Obey Fitness enough. Again, I will put these on my Instagram so that you have the links and the Instagram handles so you can check them out yourself. But again, I love Obey and like to me, it's totally worth it. And finally, I know some of us, most of us, all of us probably already have a Spotify account, but also if you don't, if you're not paying for like the monthly thing, honestly, the like 10 bucks or whatever it is a month is, I will happily hand that over to Spotify. I do not know how I would live without this app. I know it is also the second time I have given a gratitude shout out to them. But what I've recently discovered is a new playlist called the Time Capsule Playlist. Somebody over there, AKA their algorithm, figured out that I peaked in 2006 and they were like, let's make a playlist to straight up exploit that. <laughs> so does that mean that I have had a full on dance party to Ludacris and Juvenile and Britney Spears? Yes, it does. Check out your time capsule playlist. It'll be in the row that says like for you or, you know, made for you, those things. Honestly, it is straight jams. I don't know how they do it. It's every song I'm like, oh yes, I just love this playlist so much. It's all songs that I'll never really get sick of hearing. So shout out to Spotify for understanding that and keeping me listening all the time. Um, check out your time capsule playlist and tell me on Twitter or Instagram at Little Leap, the best song that it serves you. I wanna know what you have a dance party to. Um, and speaking of dance parties, that brings me to my next guest. My guest today is Dana Wilson. I first came to know Dana as one of Justin Timberlake's backup dancers and have been following her career pretty much ever since. But she's not just a dancer and a choreographer, though she is an incredible one. She also hosts the Words That Move Me podcast, and she's worked on projects such as La La Land, you know, that big traffic scene where everyone starts dancing, they like have to get out of their cars and dance on the highway. Yep, that as well as the upcoming In the Heights movie, which we'll talk about a little bit. She's kind of like a creative fairy godmother when it comes to helping people figure out their career path and live their best lives. I love talking to Dana. I think she just has such a great outlook on both appreciating the past and looking towards the future and our future selves. Also, she talks about like a neutral space, which I think is really important, even though I think she's, you know, a positive person and majority of the time has a smile on her face. She, like the rest of us, is sort of embracing this new world that we're living in. We talk about a fun in sync story and honestly, listen till the end because she also talks about a necklace that comes with a story that's also really great. And um, she's just somebody that I think is putting out really cool, positive, unique, and helpful things into the world. And I was so excited that we got the chance to speak and I hope you enjoy listening to Dana Wilson on a sip of positivity. Hi, Dana. Hello, hello. How are you? 
I am as well as one can be. <laughs> that is I'm great. doing, honestly, I'm doing good. I'm okay, doing good. good. Um, well, I like to start with asking my guests the same thing. And it's honestly a little bit similar to what you like to do. So what I like to ask is what is something that you are grateful for today, which is very similar to what you do on your podcast about the wins. So I start with wins. Yes, yeah. indeed. Um, today, I am grateful for a free flu vaccine. Yes. Yes. Now that might be pushing some conversation buttons for your <laughs> listeners because I know everybody has a different perspective, but I certainly would hate to contract the flu and think it was something else yeah. um, and uh, be in a, a frightful situation there. So I do indeed have a sting on my arm, but I'm grateful that that was available to me today and um, that I will hopefully not be falling ill anytime in the near future. I wish you nothing but health and I am <laughs> thank you for free flu shots too. So. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Let this serve as a reminder to everyone that hasn't gotten it yet. They are available at most drugstores, doctors, all that. So go for it. You know what? I even got a $5 coupon when I got oh. mine at CVS. <laughs> Amazing. What are you going <laughs> to use that for? Um, only one answer to that question. Sparkling water. Oh, I was at okay, CVS. Great. I was like, where's the LaCroix? Let's yes. <laughs> I like to, every, I don't know what it is about CVS, but every time I go there, I'm like, should I get myself some candy? And I did resist today. I went just to get a body wash today and I resisted the candy, but I don't know what it is about their candy aisle. It just always makes me want to buy some. Oddly enough, they're sugar-free candy. Like I walk by the, the CVS candy aisle is I just don't even go through it. Yeah. They keep the sugar-free stuff on the outside, which is like, I'm not that bad. I'm not yeah. that bad. I'm like, you are that bad. You are the gateway candy. Yeah. Don't even think about it. That's <laughs> how they get you. That's like, you know how they put the like really good sugary cereals lower so that the small children see them and then they make their parents buy it for them. That's how CVS gets us as adults with their candy. Strategy. Yep. Strategy. Yep. Um, well, I'm so excited to chat with you today about so many things, but the first thing I wanted to ask you that I think I already know the answer to, I became aware of you because obviously I, like all of the rest of the world, should be. I'm a huge Justin Timberlake fan, but the oh, thing that yes. I noticed about you, you've worked with him for years, is that you are always smiling, and the thing that I'm sure a lot of people might think is like, yeah, if I was like dancing next to Justin Timberlake all the time, I'd be smiling too. But you have this kind of like smile that comes across in your energy that also seems like the kind where you don't just go backstage and then like cross your arms and are grumpy. It seems like you have a permanent <laughs> smile on your face. Is that true? <laughs> this is something I um, want to believe. <laughs> yeah, as, as you're asking me this question, I just wish your listeners could see my face as I sit here <laughs> smiling in response. Um, my default mode is joy. My husband calls me a joy machine. Yeah. I produce it. I generate, I, I run off of it and it is the emission of my, of my machine. But uh, at the same time, I'm actively working to embrace a little bit more of a neutral Mm. expression. Yeah. Um, I had my, my last podcast episode, episode 39 is called holding the space. And I talk about the importance of neutrality when somebody may be going through a difficult time, which in this moment in time, you never know mm -hmm. every other person you encounter might, you know, be suffering a loss, uh, you know, whether that be of a loved one or of work or, you know, a serious situation. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, my sunshine beams hurt 
other people, but I, I do like the idea of leaving a neutral space for other people and for myself to be genuinely whatever we are in the moment as we are. And I think also in a creative space, it's valuable to not necessarily be radiating the yes energy all the time. There's a lot of growth and there's a lot to be learned from a neutral space that will allow things to become whatever they can become. So by saying yes too enthusiastically or too soon, you might be putting a ceiling or walls on, on this idea. So I dig into that concept a lot in, in episode 39, but your assessment is not wrong. Okay. <laughs> I, I default to joy and it is, especially when I'm on stage, an authentic joy. Uh, there are a few places I like to be more than on stage, especially with JT and the Tennessee kids. So yes, that, that joy is 100% authentic. I have actually gotten feedback, uh, criticism <laughs> on smiling too often. <laughs> Dana, could you dial that down? Could you maybe harness more of a sexual energy or a, a deep, a moody thing? And I'm like, ooh, I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yes, the smile is strong in this one. <laughs> I love it. I, and it's noticeable, and I think it's contagious, too, and I think that's great. But I also certainly appreciate the neutral space, too. Um, Thank you. I want to talk about your podcast because I think you bring a lot of joy to that, too. It's called Words That Move Me, and we'll get into some specifics, too. But I am guessing this is something that, especially this year, has probably kept you busy, kept you creative, kept you hungry for knowledge and all that kind of stuff. How has that podcast distracted you in a good way, brought you joy, all of that stuff? Talk a little bit about your experience doing oh, that. Oh, man. Yes, this is a great conversation point, and we could live here for a <laughs> long time. I actually, I do want to point out, I started the podcast before the pandemic. Well, there were probably cases of it in the world, but yeah. it started on January 1st mm -hmm. in 2020 and lockdown happened for me in like the first week of March. That's when I stopped traveling for work and, and my husband and I got pretty serious about taking some precautions. And um, it was at that point that I sort of doubled down on the podcast. Up until then, it was an idea that sprang from a book idea. I had wanted words that moved me to be a book. I bought the ISBNs. I have an incredible illustrator. Her name is Brie Reitz. She is also my sister-in-law. I have an editor, Mimi Cave, who is also a brilliant music video director, and a lawyer who encouraged me to really focus on the intellectual property area of my book, which included a lot of quotes, obviously, words that move me being the words yeah. of other people and now of myself and of the world that stir me to action. And so when I decided to turn the book into a podcast, I had had already written the book. So a lot of those early episodes are segments from the book. Mm -hmm. I am now not entirely out of book segments, but in the COVID time, I really dug into what that time was meaning to me, mm -hmm. what it afforded to us in terms of learning opportunity. And I sort of stepped away from the book itself and the podcast became its own thing mm -hmm. in that time. And another thing, and probably the most notable thing that it became at that time was a team effort. Uh, a woman named Malia Baker one day uh, approached me asking, you know, if there's anything I can do to help. I was like, oh my gosh, please. It's so much work as you know. <laughs> yeah. And, um, <laughs> 
So now I have Malia Baker's assistance as well as Riley Higgins. She's helping me with the editing and research. And um, Malia helps me with oh so many details and, and facets of what that means. So right now, the podcast is about managing a team. Mm. The podcast is, yes, about being creative and delivering content into the world that I think there is a space for. But it is also about managing a team. And that, yeah. to me, might be the biggest learning curve because until now, I've mostly operated as a part of other people's teams mm. or as a free agent. There's mm. totally one-man band, running, gunning, and not much needing to explain exactly what I need and when, not much needing to delegate. So usually I was the person being delegated to and delivering. So this has been a huge learning opportunity for me in that way. Do you like it? I have a lot of room for growth. Yeah. So there are days <laughs> when I'm like, being the boss is the best. And then there are other days when I feel like I have let myself down or let my team down. And mm. I always, I'm a very, very harsh critic on myself. I keep a very high bar. So rare are the days when I feel like I did it the best I could possibly do it. Most of the timeline, oh, I could do that differently. Oh, I should have done this. Oh, I would have done that. But that's how you move forward is yeah. with those lessons learned. Yeah. So I, I'm actively having much more compassion for myself in the process. Another thing, I don't know if you realized, but um, when you were talking about sort of running out of the book parts to incorporate into the podcast, you're basically mm -hmm. Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. what Game of Thrones did, right? <laughs> yes. And I'm yeah. glad that you mentioned that because <laughs> I should let you know now, I have never seen, I've seen one episode. I've never seen um, one. I've never seen oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> good. So here we are, talk, two yeah. podcast hosts talking about something we don't know. Yeah, great. Um, I love a person or a team, a unit that can so masterfully craft something mm. that the viewer or the consumer cannot step away. Yeah. But at the same time, I also value my freedom. So I very much decided to not get involved <laughs> in Game of Thrones because I could tell after watching one episode where the next, like, how yeah. many hours of content is that? Where yeah. the next several hours of my life will be going. <laughs> I did that with 90 Day Fiance, where I just was like, this is a hole I can't fall down. For Game right. of Thrones, I was like, this is not for me. I appreciate it for all of you. I, I respect you. Don't <laughs> force it on me. Um, but I did want to ask if there has been anything, whether it's like a show or a game or anything that you have discovered this year that has brought you a lot of joy. Oh, that's a great question. Um, honestly, the podcast has sort of been my show yeah. and all of my guests are my entertainment. So every person that I've had on the, on the podcast, I generally dig into them before we have a conversation. I just, I, I love getting a, a hint and a flavor and having things to, to talk about that I, yeah. that I feel like I have a baseline understanding of. So I think the podcast has been my show this year. That said... Let me see. Oh, it also has been a tremendous year for learning. Mm. <laughs> Needless to say. Yeah. Um, some documentaries, heavy on the documentary front this year. Um, the New Jim Crow mm. is a book that I just absolutely could not put down. And the documentary that pairs so well with that is 13. Mm -hmm. 13th. Yes. Ava okay. DuVernay, shout out to her. I Am Not Your Negro went straight through my heart. It really actually watched it twice, back to back, just really taken that in. James Baldwin is a person that I've very much enjoyed listening to. That is 
what do they call them, wormholes on YouTube that I can go down and stay in for hours and hours. His cadence, his message, his way of speaking, I really could listen to James Baldwin all day. And I have, actually. Yeah. So I suppose it's less uh, for me about the shows this year as the, the studies. Mm-hmm. Very, very much been a learning year for me. I love that. And same, I've been doing a lot of reading, a lot of eye-opening in general, I would say too, just awareness, you know. We'll be right back after this message. Hi, I hope you're enjoying today's episode of A Sip of Positivity. I'm breaking in for a hot second to inform you of two other podcasts you may enjoy, created by me, Rob Schulte. First, please check out my Vanderpump Rules podcast called Vanderpump Robs. It's a sexy, unique recap podcast where I welcome on a special guest and talk about the episodes that we all love to watch. Season two coming soon. And second, I'd love for you to listen to Magical at the Movies with Rob and Rob, where me, Peter Magical of Vanderpump Rules, and director Rob Federick tackle all sorts of fun movies for your listening pleasure. Thanks, and you'll be hearing more from me, Rob Schulte, soon. And we're back. I did want to ask you just about what role dance has sort of played this year. I know obviously a different one, I'm oh, assuming, yeah. from previous years. I know I've had some dance parties all alone myself <laughs> in my apartment. What's it been like for you? Oh, that's a great question. Um, a flux, to be honest. Right at the top of quarantine, I was taking more class than I have in years. I think I'm not shining a light on anything new. We all notice, but the people who are usually full-time on stage, on tour, in companies, were out of work and at home and training themselves. And, and many of them decided to share their training regime or they were teaching class in one way, shape, or form. And um, I also I teach and have taught for CLI for years. And CLI really delivered some top-tier training with their 2020 dance experience. And these are, you know... A lot of the instructors, the teachers that were so easily available to people who have internet aren't the type of people who are usually teaching often. So I was really getting, filling up my plate as often as possible with training that isn't available to me on a regular day to day. But now, I suppose I I mentioned managing a team, starting new business models, really. Mm. I have taken my attention from my body and its dancing to my other skills and how I can get them out to more people. And the podcast is certainly part of that, a very big part of that. But I'm also doing one-on-one coaching, some group coaching and movement coaching for people who don't begin and end with dance, Mm -hmm. actors, recording artists, so on and so forth. So a lot of different modes of training, but I've certainly shifted from training my body a lot to training and refining what value I have to bring to the world. Mm, I love that. And I love that you're offering such a wide spectrum of different ways to sort of help, entertain, bring happiness, bring information oh, sure. to people too. Yeah. Yes, yes, um, wide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the other things that I know you have coming up is you worked on In the Heights, which is a movie that, I mean, so many people are excited for. How are you manifesting, not manifesting, but managing, I guess, it's sort of like the energy of a thing that we all thought might be here sooner than it was going to be. And now it's like pushed a year and you're like, 
I know there's something cool in the pipeline and I just sort of have to sit with this excitement (laughs) until we get. Yeah. Um, I'm getting much better at managing my mind around quote, what was supposed to be. Um, And I think we all fancy ourselves fortune tellers, especially creative types who can see the invisible. Like I can imagine the red carpet opening. I can so clearly see in variety all the, all the, you know, the stories about it and the praise and I can see that and I can imagine that for myself. And then I can also be okay if I imagined that wrong or if I was not quite right on my dates or on my timeline. So I'm getting much better at that release. And um, I am extremely proud of the process and I'm extremely fond of all of the people that I met along the way. And those I very much have. So I might not have a uh, movie theater release when I expected it to, but all of the really juicy good stuff I have already, I have <laughs> with me every single day. Um, and I can think about it anytime I want. Yeah. I maybe can't watch it top to bottom anytime I want, not yet, but I can be patient. Mm, I love that. Um, I do have a really juicy good stuff moment too that you talked about on one of your podcasts that I just wanted to give you a high five for, which is awesome. when you had Marty Kadelka on, who obviously I'm also aware of and you know admire and love his work. And when you talked about preparing for Justin's VMA performance and mm-hmm. the InSync guys were taking a video of you doing the choreography so that they could learn it. <laughs> yes. and, and the thing that I connected with the most with that was you talking about you know, you were like, I, I love boy bands. I was such a huge fan of these people. And then for that experience to happen and you're just like, what is going on? I was just like, I need to tell her as a fellow boy band person, obviously I feel you and I'm proud of you and thank you for doing it. But at the same time, the question there is, you know, I guess we've all kind of had a lot of time to, I think we think a lot about the future, but have you sort of had flashes of those type of moments where you've been able to process and say, oh, wow, good job, me. (laughs) That's a great question. I think a lot about my future me and the person that that I'll be congratulating in the future future. Yeah. Uh, I don't spend as much time thinking about where I came from or how far I've come per se. I, my daily focus is on becoming my future self and my future self has mutual fandom moments like that all the time. Those (laughs) are commonplace for her. (laughs) So as I'm stepping into her shoes, those extremely standout special moments are not a daily occurrence. I do still think special is special, but um, I think I, to answer your question, sorry, I, I do the thing where I can just talk forever. Um, podcast host. I don't think as much about those moments, but that one was truly exceptional. Just the turning of the tables and yeah, really, I learned every VMA performance those guys ever did. I learned mm. it in my room. I remember the way the carpet felt under my little socked feet mm. and I would just be getting down. And then there was... Uh, me getting down in front of them in a (laughs) gymnasium somewhere in Florida and them filming me and hopefully learning off of the footage. I don't know if they all did practice, but Uh I hope they did. That was a very special, a very special time for all of us, for, for the boys, for Jay, for Marty, for myself. That was, that was a cool one. 
I loved hearing about that. And I know um, it happened a few months ago when you released that episode, but it's the one with Marty Kadelka. Everyone go back and listen to it on Words That Move Me because I think just, you know, being a fan of anything, you can sort of relate to how fun and unique an experience like that mm-hmm. must be. Before we wrap up here, I want to let you go, but um, I do want to ask you about the necklace because you do have a beautiful necklace on and you said it. Oh, has thank story. you. It's a story that you'd like to share. I'd love to hear. <laughs> yes. And I'm sorry for everybody now sitting on the edge of their seat wondering what this necklace looks like. We'll get a picture to them. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So this necklace was purchased on my first unsupervised, well, I can't say totally unsupervised. I am born and raised in Colorado. That's where I trained. And when I was, I think before I was even 16 years old, I made a trip to Los Angeles without a parent. Um, I was with one of my dance teachers, Nicole. Shout out, Nicole Carr. Love you, man. You're so great. And my mom had given me money like to eat food and pay yeah. for the workshop of Mr. Wade Robson, wow. and who at the time I think might have been 20 wow. if I was 15. He's not... so. Uh, Wade was young. We were in the dome at the old millennium on Lancashire wow. Boulevard and the place was packed. It was just, I, I could still remember the first couple of accounts of choreography. Actually, it really imprinted on me that that day was extremely special. And I spent the money that my mom gave me, uh, well, at least some of it, yeah. the money that she gave me to buy food. I went across the street from Millennium at the time. There was a little boutique and I just wanted a keepsake, a memento, something that might, you know, solidify this moment and I could keep it with me always and forever. And that was this necklace. It's a little ceramic heart with some interesting kind of crackle glaze yeah. and a glass a red glass bead in the middle of it on this little silver ball chain. At the time it dangled so low on my little 15 year old (laughs) neck and now it's a choker. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I came across it recently and it is a reminder of past self. Yeah. And See? also, yeah. I, it is. Yes, you did there it think is. of her. Yeah. I, I do. I did. Yeah. And I do, especially in these little totems. I, yeah. I wouldn't call myself a hoarder, but I do love history and archives and keeping a memory, a physical memory of a time and a place. So digital memories are cool too. You know, I have my over 365 days of videos on Instagram that I sometimes refer back to for an idea of where I was and what I was doing at a certain time. But yeah, physical things. I'm big on clothing. I keep a lot. My closet is pretty (laughs) pretty serious. Um, But it takes a lot for me to really, really get rid of a clothing item or uh, especially something that holds on to a memory like this. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. Of course. Shout out to 16-year-old Dana. Oh my goodness. She's special, man. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And before we go to, I want to give another shout out. We'll allow you to. Is there a cause or a charity or an Instagram handle or something that is doing some good for the world that you want to shout out? Yes, absolutely. Well, actually at this moment, so many uh, to choose one is actually a challenge. But I would really love to draw everybody's attention to the YouTube channel and the Instagram account called How to Vote in Every State. How to Vote in Every State on YouTube. Some really awesome and informative content, not just about the how to vote, but the 
how to process political ads, how to watch a debate, how to kind of weigh your own checks and balances and, and gauge your own values and determine from those values who you might be voting for. And uh, they break down what's going to be on the ballot. They also, of course, by the title, talk about, you know, depending on where you are, where to go, when and how to actually vote. So I really have loved that channel as a resource. They also have an Instagram page. It's how underscore to underscore vote. And then if I could just sneak in another little one, Absolutely. the Equal Justice Initiative, EJI, really doing some tremendous work. And I know that there's an overflow of, not an overflow, there is a, a fabulous flow mm-hmm. of resources and places that you can donate and invest. I find that the Equal Justice Initiative has a very focused mission and I feel really good about, about donating. And I almost said patronizing, I guess that's the wrong yeah. word. <laughs> Supporting. Um, Supporting. I, yeah. Yeah. I feel really good about supporting both of those causes. Amazing. I love them both. Um, Dana, I can't tell you what a joy it was to spend this time chatting with you. Um, Make sure everyone goes to check out the Words That Move Me podcast. You can check out more about Dana at her website, thedanawilson.com. This has been excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you for, you know, all of the cool creativity and joy that you are also putting out into the world and um, have fun voting. I know I will. (laughs) Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dana. That was Dana Wilson. I hope you loved hearing from her. I know I did. I just think she's excellent. Make sure you check out my Instagram at Little Leap. I'll be sure to link to all the fun stuff that she talks about, including her podcast, her website, all of that good stuff. Finally, for Little Leap's big treat of the week, um, again, we're talking about, you know, spending a little bit of money on things that make us happy. Every time I feel anxious, I find that I just buy myself some books and that feels good to me. It not only feels like I have something coming that will be a good distraction and something for me to do, but also it gives me a reason to check my mail and see if I've gotten any deliveries. And I just feel so excited when I see there's one of books just waiting for me. Obviously this year it's more important than ever to be supporting our independent bookstores, you know, to be ordering physical copies of books, to be visiting those stores. I also have been trying to stay away from, you know, just ordering off Amazon. And so I discovered a new website that is called Better World Books. I found them through Goodreads. So that's how I knew like, okay, they're legit. And I have bought so many used books from them. They have like pretty much every book that I have searched for. They have a bargain bin, which is not quite as much fun as like hunting around the racks at the Strand bookstore, but I've bought a bunch of books that I'd been like meaning to read because they were basically $4. And I was like, yes, that is in my budget. I want to read this book. Let's do this. They got delivered really quick. They had a bunch of things that were not really obscure, but like couldn't really find them for a good price other places. It's an awesome selection. They donate books. It's a great alternative if you don't just want to be chained to Amazon. I love this website. I'm always on there. I'm always adding to my wish list. I'm always moving from my wish list to my cart. What can we do? I mean, I have a full stack of books now. Like, I'm telling you to order from them because like I kind of have to ban myself now. I've done a little bit too much of it, but it is called Better World Books. Check it out. Again, I'll link to this on my Instagram as well. It's a website that I feel like everybody should know about and treat yourself to like a book, a used book, a new book, something that you've been meaning to read. Um, You know, it's 2020 and you've earned it. And that's that. 
Thank you so much for listening to episode three. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope it gave you a little bit of a smile today. We're getting real close. Hope you've got your voting plan in place. You're ready to go. And I hope you have a lovely day. A Sip of Positivity is hosted by me, Leah Palmieri, with music by David Nagler and production by Rebecca Seidel.